Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast talking about the runes today. My name is Jesse and thanks for tuning in and listening here on uh, Midgard Musings. As I mentioned before, if you're uh, into Norse heathenry and other uh, those types of uh, subject matter, uh, check out my YouTube channel and Facebook page. Uh, the Facebook page is, uh, of course, Midgard Musings. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Midgard Musings TN. And then on YouTube, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings. I upload weekly content on the YouTube channel, usually Sunday nights or when the videos go up. And then live videos, uh, live streams go up on the Facebook page at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time every Sunday night as well. So come out, hang out with me, join in the conversations, the live discussions. I, I do sometimes go live on the YouTube channel. That's just kind of hit or miss and inter- intermittent. I uh, haven't come up with a, a full schedule on that just yet. That may be something in the works. But anyway, um, using this platform here right now just to kind of reach some new ears, hopefully uh, engage in some people. Um, all of my contact information, in case you want to get a hold of me, is uh, you can go to my YouTube channel. It's all in the description of the videos. I've got an email address, MidgardMusingsTN at gmail.com, um, and then any of the social media platforms that I have, which is just right now the Facebook and uh, YouTube platforms, uh, any of those direct messaging options, you can always get a hold of me there. Um, but today we're, uh, we, we've been talking about the runes a little bit. I mentioned earlier that... Uh, you know, the Elder Food Art runes um, that we use, uh, a lot of heathens use nowadays um, in magical and uh, esoteric divination type type stuff. It, uh, you know, the, the, the history of the runes uh, is a little bit murky when it comes to the, how they were used magically. So a lot of what we do nowadays is kind of a, a plethora of other information that we kind of have, I think, collected over the years uh, into doing it the way we do it. We talked a little bit earlier about how people sometimes do what's called rune spreads, where they will kind of lay them out in a specific pattern. Um, other folks like myself prefer the casting method where they will do, you know, uh, grab a handful and cast them onto a cloth or onto a surface. Um, there's also um, single rune draws, you know, just individual rune draws. You'll kind of shake a bag or a box up, reach in there and pull one out. And that's, you know, what you're supposed to meditate or kind of think about or meditate on, um, which I do for myself daily. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about the historical backing uh, of the Elder Food Art runes, just kind of a surface scratching. Um, if you guys want to know more about the history of the runes, I definitely would encourage you to go to YouTube and search for Dr. Jackson Crawford. Um, he's a wonderful leading source of uh, Norse language and myth. Um, he's a uh, professor at, I believe it's the uh, University of uh, Colorado. He's in Colorado, I believe, is, uh, forget which, uh, Colorado Springs area. Uh, but he's he's been a professor in uh, uh, UC Berkeley, UCLA, um, all, all, all really well uh, accredited schools. Um, he's wonderful. He uploads videos every Wednesday. Um, from you know the historical parts of uh, of uh, old Norse literature, um, he's not a heathen himself, but he he comes from an academic approach to things. Another great channel to check out would be an Arith Harger, A R I T H H A G E R, and uh, he is also a uh, 
he has he has a lot of he's a, he's a heathen himself, but he also has uh, academic backgrounds that include uh, archaeology degrees in archaeology, um, and so he's a wonderful source to uh, to glean from. Check out another YouTube channel from a friend of mine out in East Texas. His name is Eric Shervin. Uh, his channel is Eric Wordweaver Shervin. He does a show every Wednesday on his channel called The Ravens Call. So if you go to YouTube and search The Ravens Call, you'll uh, you'll find some neat stuff over there on his channel. He's a um, very knowledgeable heathen. He's actually the Gothi or chieftain um, over there at the uh, tribe uh, in his area. His tribe is called the Hridgar folk. So if you're in East Texas and you're looking to meet up with some uh, some heathens that are uh, really well people, you know, well to do, good people, um, you might want to check out Eric's channel and, and email him through his contacts, uh, all of which are included in his videos. Um, but so, anyways, let's talk a little bit more about the runes. Um, and, and the divination aspect of things, you know, uh, why do we do this? Why why are the runes used for divination? Um, and and my best answer to that is that you know heathenry is a, is a is a is a path that is rooted in nature and it's rooted in um, very old traditions. And one of those traditions, one of those things that we, uh, you know, glean from or, or try to work from and then work with as heathens is the concept of our weird. And it's spelled W-Y-R-D. Weird is something that you have that you can exchange, that you can work with people to establish and, and, and continue. And it's basically the the uh, the web of destiny, the web of fate that we are all tied to in some way or another. Um, the things that we do every day adds to our weird. Uh, so the things that are good that we add into that well um, are going to improve not only our uh, luck as we, as we live and as we you know interact with folks, but it'll increase and benefit the generations that come forth from us, our descendants, the people who have had that will have ties with us uh, and their families that go on after we're uh, no longer here on this on this earth on Midgard. So the weird thing is um, something that is kind of overlooked or maintained by what are called the Norns, and the Norns are three figures in Norse mythology, three sisters, as you will, uh, similar to what you have heard from uh, Greek mythology is uh, the sisters of fate. Um, so the three Norns um, control the past, present, and future. You have um, Urd, the the first, who is uh, that which was, you know, that or that 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 which was uh, has already happened, you know, the the past, if you will. And then you have Verdandi, which is uh, that which is, the, the the here and the now. This is where we live. This is our. This is the realm that we currently you know kind of deal with and we you know we can't change the past but we can and try to affect the here and now by our deeds and by our actions and then you have schooled okay and schooled is what should or what will be the future so we live in the now verdandi and we look to do things that will shape and sort of mold the things that will be and what can happen so in that respect, and, and when we're talking about the runes, that and, and the divination of, of you know using the runes for divination 
and, and the magical aspects of it. What we're essentially doing when we work with the runes is we see what Verdandi, the, the here and the now, has going on, and we look to um, kind of tap into the school, the, the future. We look to see what could be um, and what might be. Um, and then having that glimpse or having that insight uh, of things will help us to perform and do things now that will benefit the outcome, you know? Um, so we are not bound by fate other than the fact that we have a fated day to die. We have, you know, certain very, po you know, uh, poignant points of our lives, you know, uh, kind of like the highlighted po points of our lives that we absolutely can't change. Um, but we are not controlled by, by fate. There's nothing that happens that we are just, uh, you know, just all kind of willy nilly out here, um, hoping for the best. Our our deeds and our actions have a very impactful role in the shaping of weird. So, when we work with the runes, and when we cast the runes, and when we you know divine with the runes, and all this kind of stuff, we are essentially trying to bend the webs a bit. We are trying to form and shape the webs to benefit ourselves, benefit our tribes, benefit our communities uh, in ways and in things that uh, will will continue the good luck that is tied to our webs. So the, uh, you know, the, it, again, it's a very long and complex thing and nothing that we can absolutely cover in one episode, but I did just kind of want to go over with anybody that is curious out here. You know, you, you see all these graphics online, uh, images of the runes, people always asking, you know, what can I get a, a tattoo of a rune that means this, that, or the other. Um, and it's a very hot topic. You know, the the aesthetic of it all is, is very much a popular thing for folks, especially new heathens coming into this path. You know, they, they feel like they have to look apart. They feel like they have to mark themselves in a way that makes them stand out. And um, I guess my, my suggestion to that is, is you know, be, be slow about that. Um, don't just jump on something because, you know, it's, it's popular. You think it's going to make you look better as a, as a heathen, um, worry about your knowledge, worry about your actions to, you know, educate yourself, become knowledgeable about this path that you're following, do the things that will, uh, work for your good and for the good of your, your family, your clan, your, your tribes. Okay. And then as far as the other stuff goes, as you become more knowledgeable and as you increase in the knowledge of, of this path, you'll, uh, you'll pick up on things and you'll get to realize that it doesn't always you know it's that 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 surface scratching of the aesthetic of things you know you don't have to have a beard you don't have to have tattoos going up and down your head you don't have to wear a hammer you don't have to do all this stuff that people think you have to do to be a heathen there is no you know you're not you're not missing any points if you don't do one or, or more of those things as far as being a heathen goes being a heathen uh to me and is is about you know honoring your ancestors uh, honoring the gods through your daily actions and through your daily walks of through life, how you interact with people, how you interact with your, you know, those closest to you, especially your in and God, which will be a, probably a, sub, a subject that we'll talk about in our next episode. I've talked about the in and God uh, and all that stuff, which if you're listening and you don't know what it is, that's okay. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, but again, head over to my YouTube channel for more information, get caught up on some things and um, I will see our, uh, when I when when you know right now I'm not, I don't have an actual schedule I just kind of get on here and do things uh, on Anchor to uh, 
you know, when, when I have some downtime. So when these when these podcasts go up, maybe a little intermittent right now until I can figure out a plan of, of what I want to do when I want to do stuff. But at least once a week right now, you'll be hearing from me. So definitely uh, uh, check out um, everything that I've got up here so far. Check out all the other stuff that I have out here on Facebook and YouTube platforms. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate your support. And I uh, will talk to you all soon. So hail. May your ancestors smile on you. And may the gods walk with you. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode here on Midgard Musings. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. And uh, if you haven't already, please check out all the other platforms that I currently broadcast on, uh, which right now consist of Facebook and YouTube. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Midgard Musings TN and uh, find the Facebook page there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings. Uh, currently, right now, the uh, broadcast schedule on those platforms are uh, Sunday nights on Facebook at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time uh, in the evening. So that'll be 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. And uh, usually go live there for discussions on various things. And then the videos go up on YouTube on Sunday nights. And so uh, usually what goes on over there, if you're not familiar, is... Uh, you know, various Norse heathenry related stuff. Um, as of right now, we're in the middle of well, a little bit past halfway through, actually, a rune discussion series. And that's what I'm coming with you guys uh, today to talk about real quick. And that is the runes. So uh, if you want to know more about that, just head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe and check out the nine pieces of eight rune discussion series. It's a study uh, or a pathway of studying the runes. Got a couple more episodes left to the series before we wrap it up. Um, but today, you know, like I said, I wanted to kind of go over with you what what are the runes and, um, you know, what are they used for? Uh, what is their history a bit? Um, so there is a lot of information out there, folks. You know, I can't go into talking and covering every aspect of the runes because we're kind of using this as like an umbrella term. Um, there are so many different sets of runes. Um, what I'm referring to and what I'm going to be talking about today are the Elder Fudark runes, which are a uh, 24 uh, phenoms characters used to write in uh, Proto-Germanic, which is a language that predates the Old Norse language, which we see used to speak Old Norse. Obviously, it's uh, some of the t documented texts that we have, um, such as... Uh, Codex Regis, the oldest uh, section of the Poetic Edda, uh, which is basically collectives of, uh, you know, different poems of uh, Norse gods and heroes, things like that. Um, the Old Norse language was spoken in, uh, you know, pre-medieval Scandinavia. Um, and so, like I said before, the uh, the Elder Fudark runes predates that spoken language. We don't really see a whole lot um preserved in, in, in archaeological or historical uh, findings that uh, have the Elder Fudark written out, but we do have some things, so we do uh, have a bit of understanding as far as what these characters are and what they mean, um, but it is very minimal, and, and a lot of what we have here is, uh, in today, as far as our knowledge of the runes, has come from... Uh, some obviously, you know, whatever historical evidence that we have, and then also just kind of what has been picked up and collected along the way 
from other cultures and from other various things. For instance, we, uh, <clears throat> you know, the 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 beginning of the Elder Fulark set uh, begins with the rune of uh, Fehu, um, and if you go through and look at the the uh, etymology, I think is the word I'm looking for, or the history of that rune, uh, or what that word is. We have a rune that, um, you know, is, is the meaning of that rune, uh, represents the F sound. Okay. Um, the, it is an old Norse word, fe, um, and then there's old English feo. So we get fe, um, from Proto-Germanic and, uh, it, 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 it's a word that means wealth, right? The, 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 the mobile wealth, um, quite often it's, uh, generally thought of to mean that of like cattle because cattle were kind of a form of currency um, in our teeth in times in times when these runes were used to communicate in so you have the you know and and then and a lot of the other runes the, the other 23 runes in the elder food arc set have meanings themselves uh, based on words uh, from those those old languages some again, some words or some some of those uh, runes do not have actual words. One that comes to one that comes to mind is the uh, rune uh, Perthro, and uh, that particular rune doesn't have a a, a word that it can be uh, kind of connected with. So it, it's it's a bit of a mystery rune, <laughs> a rune of mystery, so to speak. And uh, there, there's, 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 there's other ways of saying it. You know, there's purth, uh, purth um, has the phonetic sound of a p, uh, as in you know Peter or Papa. Um, but anyways, guys, um, kind of what we're gonna be going over today is, uh, you know, just kind of like a crash course discussion of the runes. Um, the runes, like I said, are used as a, you know, uh, language tool just to, to write in Proto-Germanic when it comes to the Elder Fruitark. Then we have their esoteric and magical uses, um, which, again, doesn't have a whole lot of backing in historical heathenry. Um, so you'll have a lot of uh, uh, what we call hardcore reconstructionist heathens, folks who like to focus their approach to heathenry based solely on the historical knowledge that we have preserved and to sort of reconstruct that ancient way um, and relive it now. It's not really like a revision uh, of practices. It's, it's more or less doing things exactly how we know they were done and not deviating from that at all. So there's some heathens out there that will do that. Uh, myself, I'm not particularly one of them, although I do hold value uh, from all the uh, historical stuff that we get from the sources and from uh, what what information we have, and I try to build off of that, you know, and, and apply it as uh, to my to my life and and what my views are uh, as a modern heathen. Um, so a lot of reconstructionist heathens won't necessarily look at the runes as, as in terms of castings or divination um, because we really don't have a whole lot that suggests that was ever even done. Um, some of the information that we have in the lore and in the sagas um, do support, you know, knowing what you're doing when it comes to working with the runes in a magical sense. So we do at least have some idea 
or, or some backing historically that there was some knowledge um, of using the runes in in and for you know magical purposes, spiritual guidance, things like that. Although we really just don't know how that was applied. So what we see nowadays are folks uh, that use the runes um, for divination in almost in some similar ways that you would see a person use a tarot card deck. Um, they will sometimes use what are called rune spreads, which is a form of divination. It's, it's kind of like laying the runes out in a particular pattern um, and seeing what that, uh, you know, based off of the pattern that you lay it out or the spread that you lay it out, uh, lay the runes out in, um, kind of gives you the reading of uh, what, what to take from it. And then there's also a bit more of an organic not really uh, structured approach to working with the runes, which is casting. Um, and that's that's the approach uh, of rune working that I do personally. Um, I like the casting method. It, it, it feels much more natural. It feels kind of, uh, it, you know, m more natural is, is the best way that I could say it. Is it it's not that like you're laying them out structured or any way that you're just throwing them out there and letting them fall as they will and, and seeing what what happens because sometimes what will happen um or quite often what happens is when you're doing the casting uh you know which is basically grabbing a handful of runes um and laying out a cloth or or, or a sheet or, or or something of rune casting cloth a lot of a lot of folks will have something specifically for rune castings laid out on a surface throw the runes down onto the surface and then sometimes what happens is not only do the runes obviously land but then uh the, the runes will form a pattern um, and the pattern can quite often be in the shape of a rune itself. So you'll, you'll get that. Um, there's actually going to be some more discussion uh, over on the YouTube channel. Um, kind of, you know, if you guys subscribe and watch those videos, you will actually be able to see uh, what I'm talking about here in the coming weeks, because what I plan on doing is sort of offering a bit of a, of a sh uh, showing of what I do with my rune casting, just to give, a little bit of insight people that may have questions um, you know how do I do this what do I do um, what does it look like you know kind of give them somewhere of a starting point and um, hopefully you know help with the uh, education process and help people uh, in their learnings um, so we're gonna take a quick break and uh, hear some word from our uh, advertisements um, and I'll be back here in a little bit to continue talking about the runes, but uh, definitely make sure to check out Midgard Musings over on Facebook and um, the YouTube platforms. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, and all that fun stuff if you're interested in Norse heathenry. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll be back shortly. Hail. <laughs> 